1: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could
0: conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: DA on CBS Sports Radio. DA, how you feeling, bro? Man, I'm feeling great. I'm doing great happy wednesday boys and girls one question one question only how do you feel i feel good and i'm doing well well that's all that really matters glad you're with us coming your way this hour on the show how about this after the all-star game last night a guy that played in many of them johnny bench the greatest catcher ever Baseball Hall of Famer, Legend, is going to join us here on the show. Johnny Bench is going to join us in 20 minutes, in 40 minutes advanced analytics. Speaking of the All-Star Game festivities, did you find the Home Run Derby too frenetic? Vote in the web poll. We'll do data on that coming up in 40 minutes, plus your epic fail. Kirby Smart has had an issue with his players, especially this offseason after winning Another national championship last season. All hell seemed to break loose. Too much celebrating. Too fast. Too fast a car. Too much drinking. Too much partying. And now Kirby Smart is saying slow down. Kirby is admitting that the Georgia program has to admit it has speeding issues. Literally speeding issues that he's constantly looking for ways to address it. Another freshman, last week outside linebacker Samuel Mpembo, was ticketed for driving 88 in a 55. This was about an hour before receiver Marcus Rosemi-Jackson made an appearance in court pleading guilty to driving 90 in a 45. Remember that back in January, offensive lineman Devin Willock and football staffer Chandler LaCroix were killed in a wreck after they were racing with Jalen Carter, another Georgia defensive lineman. And LaCroix, behind the wheel of the car, had a .197, almost .2, which is almost what Bob Huggins had when he didn't know what town he was in as the legal limit in Georgia's .08, Kirby said, I'll be the first to admit we haven't solved that issue or that problem. I honestly don't know anybody that has, but certainly for us, it's important to acknowledge it first. We've had a lot of intervention in terms of talking and visiting and discipline measures that have been implemented in terms of education. We will continue to do that. It's one of the things that we want to manage, but it's a tough situation to manage when you have 18 to 22-year-olds, and a lot of them are driving for the first time. Every fall, we have 25 new guys. We've arranged, we've averaged five guys that come here at 18 years old with no driver's license, and we continue to work on that. I don't have the exact answer. I wish that I did, but I continue to work on it. Carter was driving a 2021 Jeep Grand Cherokee Trackhawk. When he was racing LaCroix's SUV. And Smart brought up NIL. NIL deals have given some of our players and players in general the capacity to probably get faster cars. It's not necessarily just the volume of the speeding tickets. It's the speed of the speeding tickets. And that's a bigger concern for me. The speed of the speeding tickets. The speed of the high speeds. We talk to our team. That's where you get bigger accidents. So a couple of things here. Do I think that every head coach in America can control the driving behaviors, the -the off-the-field behaviors of 18 to 22-year-old young men? No, I don't. And expecting Kirby Smart to have perfect attendance and perfect kids on a football team that wins a lot, no offense, but usually when you win a lot and win big, not everybody's a choir boy is not necessarily some type of egregious offense. I mean, it's just it's it's the way that college football's kind of always been built that you're going to have some rowdy reckless young men that play the game as rowdy reckless young men in a sometimes rowdy reckless sport. Okay. But if Kirby Smart really is making an active effort to try to do this to try to fix this, that would be helpful because it certainly feels like George is getting a little out of control. Does it not? I mean, when you have two cars, one driven by a staffer, and granted, not an assistant coach, but somebody who was on the staff at high rates of speed, be on the wheel of a car, totally drunk, two cars are racing, carrying multiple players, and somebody dies... And then you have another player escaping the scene and lying to police. That's a pretty enormous issue. And then to have teammates after somebody dies on the team at a car wreck to still be speeding suggests that they're not quite getting the message. Again, I'm not sure how you can beat it into everybody's head if death isn't big enough for them. But it does feel alarming If you have young men that watch a teammate die in a car wreck, still going 30 miles over the speed limit. Okay. Number two, it begs the question whether the more success that you have, do you have more guys that feel more invincible? Now, again, we've had teams like Oklahoma back in the 80s, like Miami in the 80s and 90s and 2000s. We've had some Florida Gators teams that were... Chock full of guys that tested life and limb pretty constantly off of the football field. So is this just part and parcel of great teams? That they just have guys that feel invincible or you need guys that feel invincible on the field so that they do it off the field? But again, a teammate died six months ago in a car wreck. Can you not speed 30, I'm not talking about 5 to 10 miles over or 15 miles over. Guys are doing 88s in 45s. Also, for Kirby to bring up the NIL stuff is really, to me, ridiculous. As though this is the first time college football players have ever had fast cars. I mean, come on. SMU was taken down as a football powerhouse and given the death penalty in the 1980s because of Trans Ams being chauffeured from guy to guy. Eric Dickerson goes to SMU based on the car that he got. I mean, go look at recruiting throughout the 70s and 80s. The way they got kids to SEC schools and Big 8 schools and Pac 8 schools was here's a fancy fast car. That's been happening forever. That's not NIL money. That's forever. I went to school at a time where Syracuse was a very good football school. They had a lot of NFL players, including Donovan McNabb and Dwight Freeney and Marvin Harrison had just passed through there and Moreland Greenwood and Will Allen. And guess what? There was a lot of fast cars on campus driven by the football team. That was 25 years ago. You go to the library or the practice facility or the dome, and guess what's lined up? Players' cars. How they afford those. Kids have been getting fancy fast cars somehow, someway in college athletics forever. So let's not talk NIL here. Well, man, for the first time, you got kids that have fast cars. No, that ain't it. That ain't it. I would hope that Kirby can get this under control. I don't think that Kirby's running some type of renegade program. But there has to be an essence here where as you are winning and winning big and the pressure to win big continues and so you have to keep recruiting big end talent that guys do feel invincible. Forget guys just speeding. How about Stetson Bennett? This was a young man who was looked at as the offensive leader of the team, the elder statesman of the team, the quarterback of a two-time defending national champion. And here he is getting so smashed, he walks through a neighborhood that's not his own, yelling and banging on doors in the middle of the night to the point where the cops have to be called multiple, by multiple parties. And when he's finally confronted by the police, the police are like, hey, would you mind just like chilling out? Do you know where you are? Do you know who you're looking for? And he mouths off to them. This is a young man in his 20s getting ready for the NFL draft and mouths off to the cops where they're like, look, we don't want to do this, but you got to get in the cop car, man. I wonder about this program right now, and I wonder about how many of the guys feel very entitled and very invincible and very above the law if you are going to watch a teammate die in a car crash and a couple months later drive at 90 in a 45. Come on. They got to be better. 855-212-4CBS or on Twitter DA on CBS. Ostragize says, DA as an identical twin myself. Yes, there's two of me. I can tell you my parents were absolutely superheroes. I honestly don't know how they did it. We were sniveling brats. Amazing parents to this day. We were very lucky. I mention this because the Angels just drafted twins. One last year in the draft, this year in the draft, the second one went. We just had a pair of twins drafted in the NBA draft, back to back, belly to belly picks. And I was thinking to myself as Pete and I exchange our newborn stories and baby stories as mm-hmm. nobody's sleeping and nobody's getting any rest and they're crying and getting changed, etc. How you could possibly balance this with multiple kids of the same age that now Pete's got young Timmy who's going to turn three next month, but at least it's not. Maybe it's just as bad. I don't know, but I I just can't imagine out of the womb. Okay, you got two of these things now go Figure it out as they cry and they scream and they need to be fed. They need to be burped. They need to be changed at all hours, all of the time. I just feel like parents of twins have just got to be a different level of patient, a different level of parent. I just I can't even conceive, Pete, the body of what our lives would look like with identical twins.
3: Yeah, it's <laughs> You learn fast, I'll tell you that much. Uh, yeah, that's, that's one thing, though. Uh, if, you, if, you ha- if you are able to have twins or you have triplets or whatnot, uh, get ready to learn and learn quick. Uh, I, I'm learning just with two kids that are different ages. It, it's it's uh, very much a learning process. And, and, and hold off on sleep for about 18 years. I mean, seriously.
1: My God. Now, this is why Pat Boyle wants to just do the Genghis Khan thing. <laughs> Correct. Where he doesn't actually have to do any parenting or fatherhood. He gets to do the good part, the fun part, which is making the baby, but then the taking care of the baby, he's not interested in. How's the plan going?
3: Um, well, I mean, at this point, I'm not trying to spread any actual seed.
2: I see.
3: Uh, so, I... I well, that's not a very Genghis Khan type of attitude. Yeah, well, I mean, you're right, DA, but, you know. <sighs> you're kind of Genghis khan light then. Yeah, in theory, I'd like to be, but when you actually try to put the plan into <laughs> practice, I don't know that I'd be able to get away with that uh, without having to pay thousands of dollars in child support. He, he's tilling the land right now. Uh-huh. I'm, you're kind, I, of, go you're ahead. kind of like a zero-calorie Genghis Khan. <laughs> <laughs> at zero, Pat zero. I'm telling you, I gotta be on the next stunt. I gotta be in the next stunt a news where I'm the guy that gets kicked out of a clinic because I'm I'm dropping too much seed into the into the clinic. Like I've, you know, I've at, at that point fathered 500 children, and now you're worrying about bloodlines crossing. So they gotta tell me to stop. That's that's what I need to do.
2: All the nurses know you by name. Oh hey, it's Pat. Oh, Pat's back.
1: Pat, would you like your favorites? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got Fe- dumb. Phoenix tree rodent. Now, that's the name of the the Twitter handle. Phoenix tree rodent. Da, those national team, those National League uniforms last night were so bad, my blind dog was barking at the television.
3: I can't believe Boyle that you like those uniforms. I can't believe it. Why? What's wrong with them? Gross. They're the the color scheme. I thought was great. The more, the the Seattle teal, and then yeah, it was it wasn't blue, navy blue, like straight into black. Like you had some fade going on there, and you know what? I'm, I've am i pushed back on, like, you can never wear black pants. They look good. They look good if you wear them well. And I thought that you had the navy blue, kind of a little transition, a little ombre almost going on into the black pants. I thought they popped. I thought they contrasted very well, too. The one thing I didn't like was the helmets, just like the the green N and the green A. I thought those were trash. But other than that, I thought the unis were fine, man. I thought they've they've had a lot worse than that. Well, they have
1: because bright orange or bright yellow, I think the bright orange were the ones in Miami. I think the bright yellow were the ones in Pittsburgh, maybe. I mean, those are really garish and disgusting. So having a deep navy blue, like a Mariners blue, not so bad. And if you bought that jersey and wore that around town with regular pants, jeans or khaki shorts or something, it, it would look fine. But Why do we have to do dark blue tops into black pants instead of just dark blue tops into dark blue pants? Why wouldn't they just synchronize the color on the tops and the pants?
3: Yeah, I mean, that's a fair point. That is a fair point there. Um, Now, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm never buying an All-Star Game jersey. You can't. No, you can't. You can't do it.
1: I just don't understand what, what's the appeal to the All-Star Game jersey versus buying your natural team's jersey so that you can support your actual team. It's not like anybody's a fan of the American League anymore. <laughs> it's not like <laughs> anybody's like, oh, I'm a huge NL fan these days, so I just wanted to make sure I got the All-Star Game jersey. My, I guess it's because you just want a different jersey and you already have your other team.
3: Correct. Team yeah, my guess is, for example, those who have a Mookie Betts Dodgers jersey – they then want the Mookie Betts National League All Star Game jersey because they already have one, and maybe they love them so much they want another one. So it's hey, I kind of like this color. It uh, shows that I'm a super fan, you know, that I'm going to go out and waste 150 bucks on a, a Mookie Betts money. National League All Star Game jersey. But yeah, showing my fandom. And and if they keep rolling out these jerseys every year that aren't just the teams' jerseys, they got to be making money on them no doubt when we come back here on the show a man that
1: never had to wear an ugly all-star game uniform because he wore his own team's uniform johnny bench joins us da cbs sports radio call
0: from mom answer it call silenced
1: instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy
2: The only radio show where listeners are invited to their childhood homes. The DA Show on CBS
1: Sports Radio. And always listen to us on hundreds of affiliates nationwide across the CBS Sports Radio network and also on Sirius XM channel 158. Plus, you can listen to us on your phone. Use the CBS Sports app or the free Odyssey app. Our next guest is one of the greats ever. Fort times he played in the All-Star game. Won two World Series with one of the greatest teams ever, the Big Red Machine. Was the World Series MVP in 76 and is a member of the Baseball Hall of Fame and the All-Century team as well. Joining us here on the show is the great Johnny
2: Bench. Johnny, good morning. Pleasure, pleasure. Thank you, DA. Nice to be with you this morning. I, I really enjoy you. I gotta tell you that. You're you're uh, you're a live wire, man. You got some more stuff and you know your business. So it's great to be with you this morning and an opportunity to talk about uh, let's get real about skin cancer. So I've been a part of this for a couple of years, partnering with Regeneron, and uh, we've had some great results, great reactions. People come up to me and say, hey, you know, I've got, I got checked and that's uh, that's what I'm here for. But it's great to be with you, Damon.
1: It's great to have you here on the show. And thank you for the kind words. Did you watch the All-Star game last night?
2: I watched about 70, 80% of it. Yeah, I was back and forth. I've got a couple of boys that were doing some stuff. And uh, I thought it was great. I thought there was a, you know, a lot of in in stuff with the, uh, the mic'd up, uh, uh, doing a few things here and there. And I, I thought it was really exciting in, in so many ways. I, I think we, we sometimes don't make it a show, but this seemed to be an entertainment value.
1: What's Johnny Bench's take on the sped-up rules, the pitch clock and such?
2: I love the pitch clock. I can't even tell you how much I love the pitch clock. I'm so tired of watching, you know, the celebrations and all the, you know, you know, and then, and then they get out and then they do the gloves and then they, do, you know, they do that and they have to fix the jock twice and you know, you know, buy another jock strap, put it over the cup, it'll stay in place, folks. If you little youngsters are out there and especially you catchers, if you've got a cup jock, put another one over it, okay? I'm tired of you playing with your tool. Yeah, well, whatever it is. But the junk has to be out of there. Let's <laughs> let's go. This is all about protection, da? I mean, this is all about protection. That's what we're talking about. Whether you're catching well, since I broke seven cups, I'm an authority. All right, and since <laughs> I've had three mo surgeries, there's another thing that I'm trying to talk to people about about protection. Well,
1: not only do we have a more sped up you know, speed now because guys can't step out of the box, call timeout, pitchers wave off like five different pitches. But back in your day, the game was already naturally sped up. I mean, you had to get the ball back to the pitcher pretty quickly and call a sign and get that in and get the pitch in. So was that was that easier to to play the position of catcher when you had a natural rhythm like that?
2: Yeah, I mean, it was like you had to hustle out on the field. Remember, you know, Damon, I mean, when you think about it, it's 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 all about the money. You know, it's about advertising. It's about, you know, running the commercials two hour, two minutes and 20 seconds or whatever between innings. You know, back there was 45 seconds. So if you took in a minute and a half, that's three minutes per inning. Three minutes per inning, and you take that away, and you had a three-hour game, you're down to 220, you know, 230. So we, we got through it, but we just had to be on the field because – the action was over. We had already sold all we were going to sell. But when you have to start putting out advertising all the stuff and everything else, and that's what it's there for. That's what you're doing. But, you know, can you imagine the concession guys? They're dying there. They don't have time to get back and get the money. And then all of a sudden, in two hours and 30 minutes, their people are back in the garage driving home. And you still got, I mean, I can still hear the vendor in Cincinnati and Crosby Field say, Get Moody with Judy. I only got one more left. If you don't buy it, I'm going to drink it myself. And <laughs> I, <yeah. laughs> but what do you do with the concession stands up there? This is uh, <laughs> this is uh, a lot of good stuff. I, you know, we're seeing the stolen bases. Of course, you know, they say, oh, that's improved and everything else. And it has because it's closer and people are running and you can't throw over. But back in our day, you know, we had Maury Will still in 104. We had Lou Brock. We had guys. We had, you know, those Pittsburgh Pirates and Houston Astros. I mean, it just seemed like every time they got to first base, somebody fired a gun and they were off. They were just took off. They didn't even need a sign. They just ran. So, but there's more excitement. And these guys, how big are these guys, Damon? How Huge. strong are these They're guys? Just
1: amazing. The great Johnny. Bench you couldn't
2: George. hit it over the center field fence. There were in Dodger Stadium. You couldn't stand at second base and hit a fungo out of center field. And now these guys are hitting the opposite ways and going, but they are amazing athletes.
1: What's your take on Ellie Dela Cruz, the Cincinnati Red Sensation?
2: Oh, oh. I mean, you can go down the list. That's why I love baseball so much these days, is the excitement of these young guys and the talent that they've had, everything they've learned from, you know, it's now, you know, they they understand the game so much earlier and they're they're understand the 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 mechanics of it and the analytics I guess I'm still backward on that but this kid I love the way he wants to play the excitement with which he plays and it's contagious you know this ball club was already starting to develop and with some of these young players McLean and Friedel's had a good year and this guy and then all of a sudden Botto comes back from you know it's Lazarus you know he's coming back from wherever the hell he was and all of a sudden, he's hitting home runs. But this is contagious. This kid, and now I'm watching. He's playing shortstop. You know, it looked like Ron Hansen back in 1962. You know, he's six foot six, and he's playing back at, and He's catching balls over his shoulder, and he's stealing three bases. and And it's just it's so exciting. You know, the Cincinnati Reds, which went from having seven, eight, ten thousand people a game, now. I tried to get a ticket the other day for a friend of mine and said, no, they're only single tickets and they're in left field. I mean, this is awesome. This is really good for the town.
1: you got to be able to call somebody and get a free ticket. You're Johnny freaking Bench.
2: Well, I have one source, but then I called a traveling secretary and he says, well, we only got single tickets. I said, I need two. He said, yeah, good luck with that. Wow. No, I mean, <laughs> oh my goodness. I'll buy them. we don't only have them. We don't have them. So oh, no. Uh, when the
1: traveling secretary can't get Johnny Bench a pair of tickets, this is a problem.
2: Now, Rob Butcher is the greatest, but there's just sometimes there's a – he can do that, but then the people who have the tickets that are the ticket officers are saying, ah, we don't care who they got. What do you? Who's the bench guy? What? Oh, he played oh, when? I don't oh. remember. It's like I don't – you know, everybody – you got to be fifty years old to actually follow my what my career was and everything else, and so I guess as we get back to our message for just a second, as I, I just want everybody to go to let's get real about skin let's get real about skin and pledge that you'll go there, start doing your own self checking, find out what it did. I found I had lower eyelids. I had to have both of those uh, they basal cell carcinoma find it early, get your, get your test. go see a dermatologist and sign up as fast as you can.
1: What's the first step for our listeners that want to make sure that they're being safe in the sun and need to get a checkup?
2: First of all, they need, probably need no more than 30, uh, uh, of the, uh, sunscreen. Uh, but you have to apply it at least twice and uh, twice, in, uh, every two hours. And then just your own self-analysis. I had these little burrs on my eyes and little blisters uh, I just was at, at my doctor and he said, you need to get these checked. I went to the dermatologist, had to have them removed. I had something on the side of my face. I thought it was okay. He looked at it said, it's not okay. Had something on my chest just in January. And, you know, sometimes they'll go and they can get these, find these spots and maybe a blister, it may be just a mole that's changed. It may be some change in in something within your body that you can do your own self-analysis. But, you know, while, while your wife's there, while your partner's there, Why? Why everybody's there, just say, hey, what do you think? Can you see something on my back? I, something's itchy or something, whatever. So just do your own self-examination. And, and uh, I'm trying to get Regeneron. They've done such an awesome job with this. This is my second year that I've been teaming up with them. And I'm trying to get them to say, hey, let's get a truck. Let's get a truck and go around the country. And, you know, like we see the blood bank trucks and everybody else. So, But if you catch it early, almost all of it is uh, is able. You're able to cure and take care of. And uh, that's the thing. Just get ahead of the game with, with what these uh, what the problem may be.
1: Take Johnny Bench's advice. Let's get real about skincancer.com. Thank you. That's the website. Let's get real about skincancer.com. You can take the pledge right there. Learn more and make sure that you're keeping yourself safe during these summer months where the sun is hot.
2: Johnny, can I ask you what you thought of the game?
1: I liked it. Um, I thought the jerseys were a little ugly. I, I like Total. when you... So I, I like when you guys used to wear your own jerseys. I felt like it felt like a collection of guys from different teams that had to come together for one day that made it special. Now these jerseys kind of suck some of that magic out of it. Yeah, but
2: you got to sell, Damon. I know. Come I on, know. Man. You got to <laughs> merchandise. I will you say, though, that, but, boy, have...
1: baseball is in a good spot with these young players. There are so many dynamic, great young players that Isn't just that the truth? they they splash oh. on the screen when you watch them.
2: Oh my gosh. And then the home run derby, which I've never really enjoyed. I thought it was the deal, but I, you know, now they've they've sped up the competition. They've done this stuff, you know, it's out there and you know, you can always tell who the agent says you need to get over there and be on TV and everything else. Somebody hand him another bottle and somebody give him a towel and do this stuff. (laughs) And then can you imagine Damon, if we took, if we had them do the home run derby without their Jersey tops can you see the rips? Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. You want to you see know, the Smoltz six packs? A, Smoltz, oh my gosh! Smoltz had a comment about uh, I guess it was Solaire when he was at the plate, and they had a picture of the back wall, and he said if that he has less fat than that brick wall behind him. I mean, these guys. I walked into the locker room, you know, and for me, you know, we had 14 or 15 percent body fat. You can't pull fat, okay? It's <laughs> impossible. I think you got a oblique muscle. Anybody ever heard of my oblique? No, it was a, you know, you've got a fatty tissue that came loose is all it is.
1: Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Who was the strongest player on the Reds? Was there anybody that was kind of a, a workout freak?
2: Well, we weren't allowed to work out. You know, we weren't allowed to lift that before Cybex and the Nautilus and all that stuff came into play. And they thought, okay, you'll get too strong across the chest. Lee May used to lift weights. Oh my gosh. He had guns. He had a chest, but you know, he, You know, it was like a shot put when he threw (laughs) because they were afraid you got too strict in here and all that stuff before all of the the Nautilus and the exercises and the strength coaches. I mean, they got more. We got 15 on our staff. I mean, I got five or six guys that are just lifting and and, and in the training room and all the stuff in the weight room. Our weight room was, you know, trying to pick up the sandwich after game. And that was <laughs> that was about all we ever got into.
1: You guys had to move the boxes of the Cracker Jack into the concession stands.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was am- amazing because I didn't realize how strong I was and how I got that way because I was working in the, the peanut fields and the cotton fields in Oklahoma. So I was picking up 80-pound bags and throwing them up on the truck, and I didn't realize – that how much strength it gave me. And, but that, that was the extent of my weightlifting and everything else. I did a few isometrics, but yeah, I can imagine. I mean, today, you know, I was strong, you know, back then, but to look at these guys and see the five guy, the guy, five, eight, Freddie Patek would have hit 60 home runs if we'd have gone back to <laughs> Freddie, five foot four. And then time. they got the toy cannon, and then they had Joe Morgan. And now you're saying Mookie Betts with 26 home runs. And you got Shohei going like it's just dealing, you know, and and Trout can't stay healthy enough to, you know, to do all the stuff. But when you go, it's like every team, you know, it it's amazing. I mean, we got Garcia down in Texas. We got this there, and I'm looking at RBIs. I'm a total freak on the uh, box score. I love stats and everything mm-hmm. else. And then a raise. I, I guess I said it right. The kid the, from the Marlins, yeah. you know, he's hitting 383. And everybody's trying to, you know, say, oh, he looks like Tony Gwynn. He looks like Rod Carew, man. Mm. He can live. just like, I'll pick a spot to hit it. Uh, it's it, it's, it's, all of it is so exciting. And the young arms and everything else, uh, obviously the Reds are tied at the, at the halfway break here. If we, uh, but if, can their pitching hold up? It's going to be exciting. No matter which uh, one you do, it. you see the, the yeah, rays, you see the thing, you see the Braves, which are ridiculous. They keep doing it every year. They keep coming up with guys. It's it's been a it's been a great year for me, Dave.
1: It has too. It has. I think just from a fan standpoint, it's been a really fun first half of the season. Baseball's in a good spot, and that's a good that's a it good is. thing for it the is. sport that that may have worried some about the trajectory in the last couple of seasons. Johnny Bench is one of the And since you mentioned spot,
2: let me let me just segue yeah. into. Don't Let's get real about skin Let's get real about skin cancer. Let's go to that website. Sign up. What a great spot you have! Yes, you did.
1: <laughs> and that's Regeneron, you said, right? The company behind it. Regeneron
2: is the one that's uh, promoting it and doing. I'm working with them. I partnered up with them, and uh, we're uh, going just to just ask you and everybody else. And no, don't let it go. They don't let it go. You can go in. They can use the the freeze on some of the spots and everything else, maybe to get ahead of it. But the uh, non-melanoma skin of cancers are what you're really interested in. And if you can get ahead of it, you know, almost all of it is curable.
1: Always a thrill to have you on, Johnny. Thank you so no, much. No, you're
2: very kind. Anytime, let's do it. All right, let's
1: do it. Johnny Bench joining right, us DA. this morning. See you, bud. Thank you so much. Johnny Bench, the iconic baseball hall of famer, joining us this morning here on the show. And look, you wanna you wanna circle some of those moments that just that make me go a little bonkers is I can put myself back in my cousin Greg's house when we're seven years old, eight years old trading baseball cards and if you had a Johnny Bench, it was like, wow, you had a Johnny Bench. And looking at the old seventy-four, the seventy-five, the seventy-six Johnny Benches, say, so could you imagine getting a Johnny Bench rookie card? Oh my God, the big red machine, Pete Rose. Oh my goodness. All those guys, Bench and whew, Joe Morgan and could you imagine? Could you imagine how great that team was looking at the old old footage, old sports illustrated, looking at the baseball cards, so For Johnny to come on the show and say nice things is a pretty mind-blowing moment for me. So that was really cool. Standing by with headlines this morning, and he hates the jerseys, which, of course, because he's awesome. Joining us here for headlines is Andrew Bokish.
0: A.B. D.A., it was safe to assume the NFL's hesitation to punish and get rid of Daniel Snyder was at least partially because they feared he'd bring them down with him. And, now we get some evidence of that. Courtesy of an ESPN story released this morning, a June 2021 meeting was scheduled for the commanders to defend themselves against the investigation into their hostile work environment. Instead, team lawyers showed a PowerPoint of screenshots of potentially damaging emails and texts from top league execs, a clear threat. This apparently became known as the blackmail PowerPoint in league Wow. Circles
1: known within the league as the blackmail PowerPoint designed by and executed for Dan Snyder
0: so Goodell and people are in this meeting lawyers everywhere assuming the commanders are going to come in and defend themselves and instead they make no reference to any of the allegations against them they just start showing the dirt
1: that they could share if the fight against them continues Wow, good times And is it not amazing that the league hasn't tried more tactics to get him out before then? I mean, he's always been this type of guy. But it goes to show you, they they must all have skeletons in dirt that they were worried got dug up. I totally believe that. Uh,
0: Meanwhile, blackmail should have been on the table for the National League. Losers of every All-Star game since 2012. But the senior circuit simply used baseball tactics to finally win again last night in Seattle. 3-2 over the AL. Padres outfielder Juan Soto went one for three in the victory. He also caught Juan DeFranco's potential, tying homer on the warning track in right in the ninth.
2: It just feel great, you know. Uh, ended up the uh, winning stick and getting my first hit in the All-Star. It's just great. It's just great feeling. It's just amazing. Yeah, get to play with those guys, those All-Stars. It's an amazing feeling to be out there.
0: Rockies catcher Elias Diaz named MVP for his go-ahead two-run homer top eight in his first All-Star game at bat. Rays first baseman Yandy Diaz also went deep in his first at-bat earlier in the night. Philly's closer Craig Kimbrell shut the door by Kang Jose Ramirez with two runners on. Giants closer Camilo Duval got the W. He worked the bottom of the seventh. The wait getting shorter and shorter for excited Vegas baseball fans. Commissioner Rob Manfred said yesterday the A's have begun filing the paperwork for their relocation, but it's not complete yet. Only minor details remain like where the team will play in between their Oakland lease ending and their new stadium opening. Manfred also said yesterday MLB will consider expansion once the A's are settled in Sin City and once the Rays have a new stadium in the Tampa area. Pat Fitzgerald was fired Monday for cause, according to the coach's lawyer, but Northwestern has not informed them yet if it's keeping any of the 40 mil left on Fitzgerald's contract. That attorney says the school violated Fitzgerald's contract twice, the overall contract and a recent verbal agreement when it fired him for the hazing scandal within his program. Two rule changes coming to the NBA this fall. A flop will now give the other team one free throw, and coaches get a second challenge if they are right on their first one. And we've got tennis this morning. The remaining two women's quarterfinals. Yeah. American Madison Keys just lost in straight sets to... Arina
3: Sabalenka.
0: While the three-seed
3: has taken Ooh.
0: the first set off six-seeded ons DA, yeah,
1: back to you. Pat needs a moment. <laughs> Why do I need a moment? Yelena Rybakina. It, it sounded like you groaned when you heard them pronounce that their was names. <laughs> no, that was Pete. Was <laughs> Eastern Europeans pronouncing mm. their names. The Boyle groaned I think we just for the tennis mention in general. I see. Tomorrow we will have the first ever edition of Wimbledon Bacon. Pat Boyle is going to anchor. That's right. Yeah. We're going to do British bacon uh. tomorrow from the courts in the UK. With a little finger up, popping the champagne, Wimbledon bacon tomorrow, anchored wow. by the one and only Pat Boyle. You oh. think I could bring a bottle of champagne in,
3: pop it right before we get going?
1: Let's hope all your, all your pain is champagne. Yes. Uh, oh,
3: I like that one, D.A. That's a Kanye
1: line. Oh. oh. I, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say that now.
0: Yeah, well, you did. Mm. <laughs> Too late. So strawberries and cream, huh, tomorrow morning here on
3: the show? Mm. Like Berries and cream, Andrew. Right. Okay.
1: Well, when we come back, we have advanced analytics, and a dark horse has thrown his hat into the ring for the executive producer role. Plus, your fail, DA, CBS Sports Radio.
3: Analytics is just a term that's kind of thrown around a lot. Ah, ah, ah.
2: It's time now for the Mothership's Advanced Analytics.
1: A lot was going on during the Home Run Derby two nights ago. Was it too frenetic? 57% of you said, yes! Now, data tells us the Home Run Derby began in 1985. Ken Griffey Jr., the only player to win three home run derbies, and Pat Boyle participated in a home run derby back in high school. Pat tweaked his hammy in his lone home run derby appearance. What did we choose as the fail
3: this morning, boys? Uh, Me wanting to join the Mile High Club after our stun to a news story. Of course. Here's your epic fail.
1: Even the DA show is not perfect. We know. Shocking. Here's the
0: epic feel. It was just him and four crew members on a flight from OKC to Charlotte, North Carolina. Astonishingly, astonishingly, If you've seen the TikTok video, one of the flight attendants is not unattractive. <laughs> so if you want to make some kind of mile high club joke here, this is all this is all for you.
3: <laughs> I'm trashing my own junk. Dog!
0: Well, I appreciate so, it. You, yeah. you threw the
3: alley. I, I guess I got to throw down the oop. Um, I mean, you that—that's the play here, right? I would love <laughs> to do a mile high club thing. What are the legalities of that? Is it illegal to technically have sex on an airplane, or is it just frowned upon?
0: I think as long as you don't tamper with the smoke detector in the lavatory, you're fine. Oh, there's Except gonna be a lot.
1: Except <laughs> those bathrooms are not made for two people. They're not. They are not. <laughs> are you over <laughs> one person? Are you over capacity when you have two people in the bathroom? Probably, uh, someone. She's going on the sink. <laughs> is there even any space there? The sink is like the size of a piece of plywood. Well, I think you, Look, you gotta make do with
0: what you got. Right. Your bigger obstacle is probably the other crew members. Patrons. Like did he close the little the little blinds between first class and I mean coach look man and-
3: this guy's on a plane by himself she's she's getting saucy she's throwing her weight around she wants to have a good time I'm leaving that door open anybody else want to come right. in <laughs> Okay oh, Where do you go like oh I can't seem to get my my belt on can somebody help me
2: and- <laughs> Of course all the time
3: that's a very good look for you see you looking pretty foxy je ne you're you're my favorite uh, also at this point if it's just this one guy and the airline attendant tips off the other attendants. Hey, I'm doing this. Look the other way. Do what you want. I don't care. Can't you go anywhere on the planet at that point? Right. You can do in the seats. I mean, you'd give cockpit a whole new meaning. Oh, oh. And there it
2: is. <laughs> oh, oh.
3: Epic fail, you loser. That is why you fail. Epic fail.
1: I wonder if Morty D'Souza has another note he can play on the tuba for when Pat says something inappropriate. (laughs) That's a different tone. This is the dark horse email that I got from the person behind the Twitter handle DA Show Quotes. Many people think this is a show employee, but it is not. It's not affiliated with CBS Sports Radio. This is a fan, a listener, that just quotes the show all day long, and it's amazing in Twitter form. Good morning, Mr. Amendolara. It should be known that the email comes to us from DA Show Quotes at his email handle. So it's still no identity behind it. If I may, I'd like to throw my proverbial hat into the producer ring. Understandably, this is the longest of long shots, but I would like to see where this goes. I've been listening for quite some time, back to the overnights. I would be getting up early for my early shift and catch the last hour of the show back then. Obviously, a lot has changed since. I have a history of two decades of using Adobe Audition. Remember when it was called Cool Edit? I can use Photoshop fairly decently. have a couple of pieces published, and for what it's worth, I've also spent many hot summer days in mascot costumes. I've been a frog, a penguin, a dog, a rabbit, a dragon, and a shark. Working with video would be my biggest weakness, aside from the obvious and normal adjustments. Of the known in-house people, Connor and Pat would be wonderful full-time additions to your show. But going outside the bo- the box, I offer my services potentially. Have an amazing day. Get me to football season with no name. I still don't know who this person is. But Pete, a pretty convincing argument can be made if he has technical expertise and has been a mascot as a frog, penguin, dog, rabbit, dragon, and shark. Don't you think?
3: No other candidate will have that on their resume. <laughs> I know. So that's a pretty strong pitch, I would say. It is for somebody who doesn't necessarily have the broadcasting experience. But yeah, that, that, that is a very strong pitch.
1: Now, the only problem here is we probably need a name. We probably need a name and a contact number. Perhaps a resume would help. But just so we know that you're an identity, a real human being... Not some type of catfish situation. We do need some type of maybe a social security number, an, employee, an employment ID number, just something. Please tell us who us. you are. An address, perhaps, a physical address, not a P.O. box, so that we know that you're not just an AI-created bot listening to the show. <laughs> Thanks to Pat Boyle, your executive producer today. Pete, the body, Bellotti on the wheels of steel and audio director. Andrew Bogush on headlines. And Andrew Kaplan, the Wizard of Watch DA. We'll see you tomorrow. Be good and be good to one another. The mothership disconnects.
0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever. Or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai.
2: we